Thank you for tuning in to the Whiskey Culture Podcast, where we give you exclusive interviews, reviews, and commentary surrounding the culture behind America's favorite drink. I'm your host, Greg Sinodinos. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Greg Sinodinos with the Whiskey Culture Podcast. And this is Chris Buglisi from Misunderstood Whiskey. We're here in Tampa, Florida. I met, uh, I met Chris and, and the Misunderstood Whiskey team at the Bourbon, Bacon, and Beyond Festival here in uh, Tampa, Florida. Or actually, it's the Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue Festival now. They changed the name. But uh, it was a great time, and uh, they had a bit of a unique product that I thought uh, warranted a little bit of further exploration. So we got together here at Armature Works in Tampa, Florida, and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about the story of Misunderstood Whiskey and what makes it so unique. So uh, take us away. Thanks, man. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for having me on here. This is like an impromptu meeting, you know, <laughs> yeah. in in Florida for two days, and like you know, you got to squeeze in a podcast when you can, you know. So I, I literally showed up to this uh, to this bar and pulled a microphone out of my computer bag. Yeah, we're in an ice cream shop now. We are literally so, in an ice cream shop. Not right? eating ice cream, which should change, but it's okay. It we'll will go. change at the end of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> I hope uh, they I hope they have a like a whiskey praline. That would be great. <laughs> well, misunderstood and ice cream goes together really really well. We we do a lot of food stuff with with the whiskey, which is fun. But uh, we can talk we can talk about it. that's like the food extension of whiskey culture. You know. <laughs> so um, so one of the things is is um, that you know I, I have to say uh, myself and a lot of people, and I'm just going to cut the head off the snake here. Uh, have a little bit of a. I don't want to say issue, but they, we have preconceived notions of infusion whiskeys. There's a lot of whiskey purists out there that are not a fan of infusion whiskeys, and I find myself to be kind of on that side of the fence. But after trying it at the festival, I was I was really taken aback. Uh, it's not a syrupy infusion, which is what I'm kind of used to, that sugary, nasty type of concoction that you get but i mean it, it really does carry the flavor well and it's yeah. not syrupy it's it's a it's a good pour well yeah that's why i mean part of the reason why we call it misunderstood is because infused whiskey sometimes gets a bad reputation and we want to uh we want to change that so that that's the whole reason why uh this specific product which is a ginger infused american blended whiskey is uh is created so um so I started uh, Misunderstood Whiskey uh, with my best friend, my business partner, who I've known since I was seven. Uh, his name is JD. Uh, we grew up down the street from each other in Montclair, New Jersey. So we grew up in, in the suburbs of Montclair. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after college, it really started. This whole project started after college. So this has been set. We've been working for Misunderstood as a project for seven years. We've only been launched for less than three. So it was a very, very long um, uh, development process, if you will, in figuring out what the hell we were doing. So you you have to understand (laughs) that I started getting into it really after college. First of all, because I had disposable income, right? Like I got my first paycheck and it was like, yeah, dude, let's go splurge it on Friday nights and get, you know, buy some whiskey. But I was also getting really fascinated with, um, and JD as well, with, uh, the bourbon, because in 2013, 2012, this you know this bourbon boom was happening, which was uh, all over, not just Kentucky, but like you know even in New York State, there were amazing dis- distilleries that are popping up that are somewhat even in Brooklyn, 
like Widow Jane is in Brooklyn, and that's a it's a pretty popular whiskey out there. And it was cool to see just this renaissance of bourbon that happened in, in the United States. You know, Central. You know, you say that I had absolutely no idea that Widow Jane was in Brooklyn. But I mean, we see a lot of that down here. And, and you're 100% right. This bourbon boom, um, again, you know, just echoing kind of whiskey's history is is whiskey's followed the demand. Yeah. And uh, you know, the demand for whiskey skyrocketing like this is is uh, just, you know, reminiscent of, of the post, um, you know, kind of that, that post-pure uh, movement, yeah. the post-temperance movement, yeah. where everybody just started kind of flooding back into whiskey, or, or almost when, uh, when gin took over the liquor market. Yes. And then after gin fell off the liquor market uh, and whiskey picked back up, uh, we're seeing almost a resurgence of whiskey just like that again. Right. 100%. Um, so we would we would bring home these nice bourbons to our friends. Like I, I started getting into the Buffalo Trace stuff. Like I also started with like the, the pretty popular whiskeys. Like I, mean, I won't lie. Like when I, my first uh, bourbon I was really drinking was Bullet Bourbon. You know, like that was like my first one that I really liked. I gotta say, have and, you had the ten year? Yeah, it's so good. I like the ten year, man. That was like my first like nice bourbon I bought. I was like, oh, a ten year bourbon. But I started getting into the Buffalo Trace stuff, um, and we started bringing home these nice like whiskeys for our friends. Um, but they couldn't touch it no matter what. Like it could be in like a 12 year whiskey or whatever it is. And it didn't matter how long it was in the barrel. They're like, hey man, this is like gasoline to me no matter what. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is Eagle Rare. What are you, what are you, do- what are you doing? How, how, you, how dare you talk about it like that? And um, that's when JD and I saw that there was an opportunity to create a whiskey that was both for uh, people who were new into whiskey, like something that's actually a proper introductory whiskey for people, but also doesn't piss off your bourbon drinkers. That was our goal. I was like, how do you create something that is 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 still approachable, but it tastes natural and still whiskey forward? And that was a big thing for us. And we didn't know it was going to be ginger. It was just like that's what we wanted to do. It was like, how do you how do you do that, right? Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting, and I th- I think you guys hit a good chord on that. Because when it comes to uh, the whiskey, you know, that I tried and that we're going to be sampling today again uh, to kind of talk about the experience of drinking it, um, you know, I got that. It, it wasn't, when I hear flavored whiskey, my, my brain immediately flies to, you know, I, I hate to say it, but like Fireball or some of those, some of those like maple whiskeys yeah. that, that literally just taste like they've got sugar syrup yeah. in them. And uh, every now and again, you will find a whiskey that does what it says it's doing which is yeah. is in part that flavor but there's so few and far in between and it's refreshing to see a company a distillery take that uh that approach to creating something that is approachable from right. from bourbon drinkers from whiskey drinkers uh create an infusion be so bold and forward about what it is but but pay homage to the bourbon roots and try to maintain touching those while also trying to stay true to what you're doing, which is that that ginger infused whiskey. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great to see that balance. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, that's everything. When you said pay homage to like the, the whiskey gods, if you will, yeah, <laughs> which I call them, uh, it was something that we really believe in because everything from the packaging to the juice to, to everything. Listen, I, I'm a bourbon purist too when it comes to heart, man. Um, we could probably talk, this podcast would be a lot longer if we were just sitting here just speaking out on all the bourbons that we like. But uh, uh, Those will come in the future. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we knew that it's also a business opportunity. It's something that we believed that needed to happen. And that's what Misunderstood's meant to be. And um, 
you know, from when we decided about the idea, we literally would run home at night from our jobs. Which I worked finance, you worked finance on the, on the side. You know finance. You know the hours of finance. I would know well the hours yeah. of finance jobs. It is no, it's no joke, man. So we also were 23 years old trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives, right? And, and taking our careers pretty seriously, but also running home at night and infusing a whole bunch of weird things in the kitchen. Like, that's literally how it started. It was just come home and find anything you could at the grocery store, reading infusion books, understanding what mash bills were and what flavors paired with what, and uh, and creating these kitchen recipes where I could say 95% of them were absolutely disgusting. Like, like the <laughs> worst thing that you would ever try in your life. We tried avocado. We've tried, like, all kinds of veggies. We tried, you know, we had pear and peach, which is kind of like, yeah, but you know, like I you know, according to the majority of news outlets, yeah, us millennials absolutely love avocado. Well, avocado is <laughs> damn delicious. If you do an avocado wash on a whiskey, like a fat wash, come on, man, that's delicious. I, I actually had an avocado toast for breakfast. This did morning. you? I did. That's very millennial of you, man. I know, right? With, nice. with feta cheese. Oh, <laughs> probably nice. wouldn't pair well with the whiskey. But yeah, <laughs> you never know. Misunderstood goes with a lot of things. You know what misunderstood might go good with is sushi really well with sushi yeah like that's a no-brainer yeah we we do a lot of uh we focus a lot on bars and restaurants to to play with like we're a cocktail whiskey that's our goal it's an intro whiskey for people but we push the hell out of bar i'm sorry for the that's considered a curse word right no you're so, fine. <laughs> okay so we push a lot of the bars and restaurants because that's what we that's what we focus on we we uh so you know backing up on the story we um we finally kind of settled, we, we, we stumbled across one of these recipes that had ginger in it, right? But we also knew that the whiskey had to be complex. It couldn't just be like, hey, you're going to try this and it's going to be ginger up front. It was like, whatever that ingredient was going to be, it had to almost be very complex where you would get the whiskey up front. Um, and then whatever that was to take off the bite of the harshness a little bit on the back end. That was the whole point of the whiskey. Yeah. So ginger for us um, was that magical ingredient. Uh, if you've ever been to a ginger root or had a ginger juice or something, it's spicy, dude. It's it peppery. Is. Oh yeah, it's a cayenne pepper. I, I'm, I'm a I'm a large pickled ginger fan. Of okay, sushi, so, so it's you know what it's like. So from there, we realized that the thing is too, man. Like we were also crushing like bourbon and gingers all night long at you know on Fridays and Saturday nights. Um. So. Uh, at the same time, we were crushing bourbon and gingers at night, and it was right under our nose. And um, and basically, we, we didn't realize it until we, we started messing around with it in the kitchen. Um, so um, from there, it was about balancing the ginger and understanding what mash bill, what was going to go into. So we started blending our own whiskeys, buying our own whiskeys off the shelf, stuff like that. Um, also working with different distilleries to try to get have them send us samples of their distillates and stuff like that and then we would take those blend them together and then start creating our recipe from there um and then understanding the different types of ginger there's there's a there's a lot of species of ginger that add different characteristics of things that people don't understand so it was about that too I had 30 pounds of baby frozen baby ginger sent to my house for like a three ounce infusion, man. I, I, it was it was ridiculous. So that's more about ginger than I thought I would ever know. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Oh, yeah. it's a whole world, bro. I, th- I thought there were two kinds of ginger: pink pickled ginger and white pickled ginger. <laughs> no, no, there's more than that. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's so much to it, man. Um, but we finally had our kitchen recipe. 
and we sent our little kitchen recipe in mason jars out to a bunch of different producers, distillers, private, not private, and begged them to help us take this recipe that we had, which is, was pretty good. It was good, man. It was a good recipe. It was hazy and didn't look that great because ginger becomes really hazy, but um, we sent it around to different producers and we begged them to make us help us make it. And then we found these guys in Kentucky, finally, after getting like 25 notes, we said, they said, yeah, man, come on down. Let's make some whiskey. And we're like, all right, <laughs> let's do it, guys. Honestly, that was, that was a pretty good uh, impression. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess I'm around it a lot. <laughs> I, I know that was, um, so we actually, um, we found these guys in, in Kentucky to help us produce, produce the whiskey, take our um, inf- homemade infusion to make it commercial. And we did our first bottling run, finally, after four years of development. In March of 2017, I remember it was my birthday, um, and um, it was uh, 340 cases, which is like the smallest amount you can actually produce. It was very, very small. And we drove from Bardstown, Kentucky. We, we drove to Bardstown, Kentucky. Didn't sleep at all. We were so excited for this day, man. Like you got to think, like not even only the whiskey part of it, but if you look at the like the branding part of it was massive to us too. The bottling and stuff like that. And uh, we we uh, we saw the bottling run. We were there for the bottling run, which was amazing because we've been looking at this bottle design for a year on on the computer and twinkling like, and, and also like just completely tinkering it, and making sure it was okay. And then you see thousands of these bottles on a bottling line, and it's like a sur- like I, I started crying, dude. Like I'm yeah, it's got to be like a like a surreal experience. Oh my god, it was wild. And then uh, you're like, that's my that's my whiskey. Yeah, that was it. And then we we drove from. Um, we bottled and we drove in my little sedan, like 12 cases back, um, to Jersey City Whiskey Fest, is where we launched the product. So that was in front of 1,500 people, and it was the first time that Misunderstood was ever in front of people, and um, people raved about it. We sold out online like um, those cases of whiskey in 45 minutes, and that was that was wild. That was a really that was like when we knew we kind of had something that was cool. I, I mean that's that's crazy, and and one of the things is is you were talking about, um, you know, you were talking about it being a very cocktail uh, oriented whiskey. Yeah. And when I was at the uh, the beer bourbon barbecue festival, you got you guys had a peach smash, it was like a peach smash with the whiskey, and yeah. it was so good. Yeah. It, it, it was a it was a peach ginger tea, yeah. and it was just, I mean, I, if if you had that at a party. You would, I mean, you'd just yeah. be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the jungle juice of, of like but, 2020, you know? And I, and I got to tell you guys, so I thought I was a genius here. And I, I, I sat down and I was like, yeah, have you guys thought about hot toddies, like a ginger apple hot toddy? And they're like, yeah, that's like one of our classic cocktails. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you guys ever think about Kentucky mules? And they were like, yeah, we literally yeah. do that all the time. And I was like, well, okay. But well, we spent a lot of time <laughs> thinking about this, man. So the one thing that, like, a lot, I think a lot of the companies that, you know, I love and you love, they're sipping whiskeys. Like, they're whiskeys that are meant to be uh, either in a whiskey for a cocktail or just, you just, that's a precious glass of whiskey and you, you savor it and you like it. For us, our marketing, our branding is much more to have a good quality whiskey, but it's 30 bucks on, on the shelf now. You know, it's something that you can just, like, you can use in cocktails um, and you can share it with people. And that was a big thing for us. And that was... Uh, that was huge. Yeah. Speaking about a whiskey to savor, I, I have a horror story for you. Okay. I, I had a party at my house, and, and we'd all had a, a couple drinks, and I was sharing my whiskey collection. 
and uh, so I break out the uh, old rip Van Win- or the Pappy Van Winkle 15. Yeah. And uh, so I pour everybody like a half ounce of Pappy 15, and I'm feeling generous. It's like six people. And uh, so I'm going out to like take the take the pours to everybody around the the house. And uh, one of the guys that like one of my friends, her uh, boyfriend that she brought. I was like, yeah, man, I love whiskey. So I, I leave the kitchen to go pour whiskey for everybody else, and I come back, and I, I see him pouring lemon juice oh. into the Pappy 15. Are you heartbroken? I, I was a little heartbroken. So, I, you know, up until that point, my mantra had been, there's no wrong way to drink whiskey. <laughs> there's no wrong way to drink whiskey unless you're pouring lemon juice into a Pappy 15. Is my new mantra. That is, that's a good mantra. It's a little bit, it's a little bit longer, but I feel like there's a lot of lemon juice you can not put into whiskey too. That that that, that, I feel like that mantra is going to evolve over time. I I do feel though that you could put lemon into into misunderstood and it'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) So let's Uh, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and actually try a little bit of this. Okay, so uh, the whiskey itself is an American blended whiskey, so it's mostly bourbon. There's a little bit of light whiskey blended in. Um, the corn mash is super high. So you're going to get a little sweetness up front on it. Um, a lot of vanilla. We also uh, finished our whiskey in toasted oak space. So you're going to mm-hmm. get a little more vanilla than typical bourbon. you bet. And then um, it's two types of natural ginger. So you're going to get ginger on the back of your palate. It's not like an overwhelming ginger. It just gives you a little heat and a little spice. So. You know, and... and uh... I'm, I've become a big believer in the toasted barrel staves and toasted barrels being a lot different. I, and, you know, for, tho- for those of you who are tuning in who, who don't know the difference between a charred barrel and a toasted barrel, the charred barrel is, is fire charred and the toasted barrel is just almost dry heated yes. uh, until it changes the actual texture of the barrel. But, I mean, it lends an entire extra depth yep. of uh, wood flavor to it. Yep. And, and it's one of those things that really does change the profile. Yep. It's not a gimmick. Yeah. Um, so hearing you say that you guys also had the toasted staves in there really lends to that, that care and that credibility of creating a complex profile, yeah. you know, that you, you, uh, you know, you told us that you yeah. so deeply cared yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, cheers, man. Cheers. So, I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. I mean, there's no gimmick. It's not... It's not uh, sweet. I mean, it's sweet in terms of whiskey sweetness. There's a little bit of sweetness in there, but it's not—it's not that sugar sweetness. It's—it's it's almost like a natural sweetness. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, that. I mean, it, it is literally ginger spice. Yeah. There's not—it's not, it's not a, a flavor syrup. It's not a an additive. I mean, it's. It's like you you dipped some some ginger into some whiskey. <laughs> it's and, cool though, right? It's yeah, totally I mean different. it's great. I, yeah. Well, I you know I I guess af- after saying it, I realized how stupid that sounds because that's literally what infusing is, <laughs> and uh, this is an infused but, whiskey. But there's a lot of but there's a lot of things that people do with whiskeys that aren't that process, you know. So it's, yeah, I mean this is this is one of those things that you know this is one of those few and far in betweens for me. Yeah. It's one of those things that I see on the bottle. Oh, ginger spice whiskey, and your immediate thought is like, oh, great, a flavored whiskey, and you immediately think. But I mean, take it from me, who I literally review yeah. whiskey after whiskey after whiskey after whiskey. I mean, this is something that's unique. This yeah. is something that is that in between flavored whiskey that is not. It's not just a you know, it's not a marketing gimmick. It's not like a 
ooh, try this, this, uh, try this infused whiskey. It's a unique flavor. I mean, this is something that you could you could pair with things. This is something that would go great in a cocktail. But like, I could honestly pour this over. I could pour this over a cube when I like get down or get home from a, a long day at the office, yeah. and you know that ginger is gonna pep you up, yeah. and that that whiskey undertone is nice. It's not something, and it's something that you could have more than one of. Yeah. When you drink infused whiskey or flavored whiskey. Like you can do a shot of it, yeah. maybe just yeah. to appease everybody around you that wants you to do a shot of it with them. But this is something that you know you you could really order. Yeah, this Thanks is kind man. of a pick me up. This it. this is like a Red Bull. This is like when you do a Red Bull and vodka minus minus having to drink vodka yeah. or Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, man. We um, it's funny because when you say it's your um, it's your after work, we have a massive pickup truck driving by. Um, I think I'm going to keep that in the final edit. You should. Um, that, by the way, is, we're outside. And if like, you uh, and if you can hear that pickup truck, if you guys could hear that, that was what it sounded like going about five miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took it easy on us. Um, that after work drink is for the person who doesn't typically drink whiskey, right? Like, if I can get somebody who doesn't typically drink whiskey, be like, hey, you know what? I don't drink whiskey. Back have a glass of misunderstood after work, which we've done. That's our whole goal of the company. That's special to us. Um, we track all the data that are, when we do sampling, we do a ton of sampling to the liquor stores. Nearly 50% of our purchasers are women. And that's that's a big thing for us. And this is not meant to be a gender-oriented whiskey in any way. It's, no, no, It's no. just meant to be, like, if well, you look I mean, at our Well, I mean, if 50% package, of them are, are, are women and 50% are men, then that's that, literally... There you go, right? It's split down the middle. It, it literally we, can't um, be gender-oriented yeah, by percentage. We, um, everything from the packaging, too, dude, man, that we spend a lot of time on our brand. You saw our content and our videos. Like, we like to have fun with the brand. And our bottle, everything that we're trying to accomplish with our brand, we call our brand pillars, so, like, what we want to communicate out there, which... Everybody should have brand pillars if he's listening to this, if you're creating a company. Um, note to self. Note to make self. Make brand pillars. Yeah, dude. Figure out what you stand for, man. It's our identity. Um, well, I, I don't really stand for whiskey. I kind of stumble for whiskey. <laughs> uh, crawl through whiskey. That's I, whatever I crawl, you want to do. That I could be a brand whiskey. pillar, though. That could Here be a brand crawl pillar. Crawl for whiskey. Yeah, crawl for whiskey. Um, uh, the bottle had to match what our brand identity was. So the, the, the unique packaging, like the, the white labels and it being kind of approachable and all that had to match and fun. That had to match what we were going for with the brand. And people don't realize how much goes into labeling and like bottling and, and creating a label design. That was harder than the whiskey, man. That was actually, we're we're kind of like, we're very strict on like what we like to do for branding, but it's, that's important, dude, because you see on the shelf, you're gonna pick, does it look good or does it not look good? Like, do you wanna pick it up? Does it look like a cool bottle? You have no clue what it is, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was a big thing for us too. And that could be a whole nother separate podcast on branding and stuff like that but um yeah we just wanted to shed new light on whiskey so that's, that's good man and 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 kind of to, to round it out here um i mean my final thoughts on it are i mean it's good it's great yeah, it's you. it's got it's got the kick that you want from ginger it is what it is it's not a sugar syrup whiskey it's something that you could mix but you can allow it to be the forward flavor you don't have to use it just to add alcohol to a, a cocktail, this is a whiskey that you could build a cocktail around. Yeah. Similar to those those sippers that you were talking about where you make a whiskey forward cocktail, I, I feel very strongly that you could make a misunderstood whiskey forward cocktail just as easily. Mean, it's so good in old fashioned. A ginger old fashioned is, is amazing with it, so. 
I will be making yeah, one of those when I get home. Well, there you go. There's an idea for tonight. Well, thanks, dude. I appreciate Definitely. Uh, you having me on here. It's impromptu, but it was it was fun. I, I think it was fun. It was it was an experience yeah. uh, outside a coffee or outside a uh, uh, ice cream shop. Which we have to get ice cream Sunday now, we, right? We do have to go get okay. an ice cream Sunday. Cool. So, uh, but again, guys, if if you don't have misunderstood whiskey in your area, ask for it especially your local bars. Um, let them know that you guys want to try it. Have them reach out to the distillery. Because this is something that, I, you know, if you're a fan of, of actual ginger, uh, not just like ginger candy or something like that, but the actual flavor of ginger, if you like ginger beer, if you like anything like that, um, I mean, this is something that, that I could see being a good pep drink over, over ice on a long night out or... Um, you know, great for game day when you're trying to get up early yeah. and and get going yeah. for your noon game. Uh, I mean, this is something that you could you could do a lot of stuff with, and you could do a lot of pairings with. It's yeah. very, very unique, um, and it, it's very unapologetic for what it is. And uh, I am very impressed for what it is. And you know, I, like I said, I'm not a I'm not an infused or a flavored whiskey fan, but this is one of those ones that I make an exception for. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's Excellent. misunderstood. <laughs> There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We uh, we hope to see you again soon. And make sure you follow Misunderstood Whiskey on uh, Instagram. They've got some great videos. Make sure you follow them on Facebook. Um, and we'll see you soon. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to follow Whiskey Culture on Instagram and Facebook and join our closed Facebook group. You can also help support the blog by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash whiskey culture for exclusive content, VIP prizes, and limited edition giveaways. Mm-hmm.